Okay, Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate you for taking the time. Uh, can you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and maybe just do a little introduction? Sure, sure. Thank you so much for having me and um, congratulations on all the awesome work that you are doing, Hamilton, really. Um, you know, uh, my name is Charlotte Van Horn. I'm from Glassboro, New Jersey, a small rural, rural town between Philadelphia and Atlantic City. Um, the main thing that I'm talking about these days is Black Expats in Panama. I've been a serial entrepreneur um, pretty much all my life. Um, but Black Expats in Panama is one of the things that I'm most uh, proud of um, right now. It's a um, the CEO of the company. We, we uh, established a trademark um, and it's an LLC. And Black Expats in Panama was basically created because I did not find, I am a Black Expat in Panama. I'm married to a Panamanian and I just did not find um, things that I needed as far as groups um, that would serve the interests of Black expats coming to Panama when I looked and I kept looking and looking. And then finally I said, you know, build it, you know? And so I created Black Expats in Panama. And what we do is um, we bring people who are considering uh, relocation or blacks it from the US to Panama. And we provide relocation services. We have a full service relocation um, company at this point. Um, including professionals like lawyers, doctors, insurance professionals, movers, realtors, um, to help people facilitate their transition. Um, we show, we do the typical relocation stuff, and we show you different places to live. We stay close to um, Panama City and, and out to the, the beaches. We show them the Caribbean side of Panama, and we show them the uh, Pacific side of Panama, what makes us unique is that I felt it was very important that we um, shared the Black culture of Panama. And a lot of people do not know that, you know, there's a very, very strong West Indian culture um, in Panama. A lot of West Indians built that canal. Um, and um, that is one of the things that we like to showcase. So we showcase that. We showcase another area in Panama called Cologne, which is like a Black city. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a province too, but it's a black city that is um, kind of in disrepair um, and has had some issues. And so we've hired Afro-Panamanian tour guides to take us through Cologne, explain to us the history, why it is the way that it is. Um, and, you know, we, we support a lot of Afro-Panamanian businesses. Uh, we eat amazing Afro-Caribbean food um, and just give you the whole experience. And so that's just kind of it in a nutshell as to what I'm doing um, right now. And the one last thing that I want to say about that is that, you know, I do believe that when you are becoming a citizen of the United States, it's almost like you got to take a little history test. And at the end of the day, really, some of the questions that are asked on those, you know, tests for you to become a citizen of the United States, a lot of U.S. citizens don't know the answers to, right? But the thing is, is I don't know if other countries do that. And when I come here, when I bring people here and I show them the contributions of the Afro um, people in Panama, it gives them a respect for the people, the country, and the culture when they get here. Unfortunately, if that test in the U.S. 
included contributions other than white men, which, you know, I'm sure basically just includes that because that's the only history we learn about, right? Then I feel like people would come into our country better respecting, you know, the Afro, um, uh, the African-American contributions and even the contributions of others. So it's important for me to have that as part of our relocation tour. Uh, that's good stuff. Thanks for that overview. And what would you say has been like the biggest challenge starting the company? Well, I, th I guess probably the biggest challenge in starting the company is that nobody else is doing it. And so when you when you're doing something that no one else has done, like even when I brought I have a sister locks business too, and even when I brought my sister locks business to Panama, nobody was doing it. Nobody, you know, was here doing sister locks. So you have to kind of create the template for yourself. And you just have to pray and analyze what you can and hope that you make the right decisions and choices as far as the best moves for the people that you're serving and for the business. So I think that's the that's probably the most challenging and exciting part of it is that we're building it as we go. Yeah. And what's like your I know we talked a little bit about like your your offer, you do tours. Can you talk a little bit about like what's in those tours and you know, how do you even get people to find out about it? How, how are you recruiting, uh, you know, customers? Well, um, you know, love them or not, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook have built quite a few businesses for me. Um, I spend a lot of time on social media. Um, and I think that what I have learned about myself, you know, over the last, say, 10 years is that I enjoy building businesses. I enjoy building businesses and I possess a quality that a lot of people do not have. And that is the ability to wait, to watch and to work, you know, until it's built up. So you just do something, I just do something every single day. And so I would just, you know, started the group with one, started the group with one person, that was me. Uh, May of 2019, I started a Facebook group. Um, and within a year it had grown to, you know, a whopping 200 people. And that's just with me posting every day and, you know, trying to get, you know, the word out there, the more you post, the more, you know, you get recognition. When George Floyd, Karen in the park, COVID and Donald Trump collided on that day in May, um, that is when black expats in Panama was born for real. That is when the whole relocation part was born. So just a matter of growing it as as we go, you know, continuing um, to post, continuing to seek out information, continuing to listen to what the people are saying, to um, to understand what the uh, what expat experiences are, um, to figure out how to provide um, it, how to provide pertinent information and tools for people that are really considering this. The whole emotional level, you know, you, you got to be a bit of um, inspirational, you know, you got to let people be able to look at you and say, well, gosh, you know, if she can do it, maybe I can do it too. So it is a constant, constant, everyday grind. It is. And when you're building something new, that's just necessary. There are no days off, period. Yeah. You know, there's there, there are days that you have a little less you know, stress and schedule, but there's never a day off. Not when you're building a business from the ground. Mm -mm. No, that's, that's cool. Um, and I guess from a, just like posting standpoint, that's interesting. What type of content do you find 
that the customers are most responsive to? What makes them, uh, you know, like engage or sign up? Absolutely, seeing is believing. Um, you know, when I want to post just a tidbit of information, I never post a post that's just text. You know, people stop for pictures and videos. That's it. They stop for pictures and videos. And no matter how short the post is, if I just, just got to go out and Google and grab an image and throw it in there, it will always get more attention than just a, a textual um, uh, post. So that is one thing. Um, in videos, you know, the, even with the videos, they ha have to see something. Like if they, if it's a YouTube video and nothing in that that um, screenshot in the beginning, you know, sometimes the screenshot, it just stops at a random place. Like even what the image shows up there depends on how much, you know, people are going to um, engage. Like say if I'm talking about an event that's happening, but when I when I upload the YouTube video and I put it on Facebook, it comes up with just me, you know, just a photo, just a, a snapshot of me, as opposed to a snapshot of a poster or a flyer talking about the event. It makes a difference, you know. Um, they they get to decide right away if they're interested in the information by the photo or the image. No, that's great. And what would you say like sets you apart from? maybe your competition or what the alternative is for, um, you know, these black expats? Well, um, definitely what sets me apart is that I'm a sister girl. <laughs> no other sister girls are doing it, um, particularly in Panama. Um, the other thing that sets me apart is that I'm community. Um, I'm invested in the community. Um, I am sharing the black culture, which, you know, no one else is, is doing that. And, um, also I have just decided that this would be our niche, you know, and we would be, um, creating things that appeal to, um, black travelers. You know, I'm not out here to, um, attract every, um, person that wants to migrate to Panama. You know, I'm not. Um, I think that I'm one of the few people that are showing the suburban aspects of Panama. People talk about Panama City, people talk about the beaches, people talk about Boquete and David, but nobody talks about all these amazing surrounding areas in the city, you know, with the people that don't want to be in the city, but want to be in the suburbs. Um, I, I just think that the, the whole cultural part is what sets me apart the most. And you're not going to get that anywhere else. Um, when people come, the the camaraderie that is automatically developed. I think that being out there and being able to establish relationships with people before they even get here, you know, is is a big thing. Um, so it's about relationship. It's not just about money. Um, for me, with you know, it it's not. It it is about relationship. It is about um, my absolute love for Panama. I absolutely love this country. And what do you think is like the number one reason that you're, you know, these doctors and lawyers, what, what makes them decide that this is something they want to do or what they want to take on to relocate? To, you mean the doctors and lawyers that maybe want to relocate? Or are you talking about the doctors and lawyers that work with us like on our team? 
the ones that want to relocate that you're selling, you know, that you're working with them on these uh, relocation services? Like what makes them say, yes, this is for me. You know, I've been working my day job or whatever for 20 years or 30 years or 10 years, whatever the number is. And then they, they have an awakening and they, they, they find some of your content, they see the posts. Is it because they're looking for, are they looking for something like adventure? Are you looking for something like something of maybe an easier life, like a retiring life? Is it, um, you know, so somehow they're making more money as a result or keeping more money because maybe there's a trend, you know, uh, uh, looking for the word here. Is there a uh, currency, the currency differences in the exchange rate? That's what I'm looking for. The exchange rate is, um, you know, more advantageous. You know, what, what are some of the things, what are the buying, uh, you know, behaviors or what makes these, you know, folks buy? Well, I think um, regardless of your professional background, um, if you're Black in America, you just cannot help but to notice that there's some stuff going on. And I think that one of the biggest um, uh, things that drive people to me is that they're looking for something different. And they're definitely not looking to come to Panama into the same thing that they're leaving in the United States. And so the other thing that kind of sets me apart from some other people is that I am who I am, period. You know, I don't make a whole lot of, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not an internet uh, illusion. You know, I, I am what I am. And, and I really think and I am who I am and I'm good with that. And I think that comes across. I think when they, a lot of them, they come across my YouTube video and they're like, who is that? You know, who is that loud mouth? You know, um, so, you know, who is that? So that's part of it. But then the other part is that I think that, you know, since Barack Obama, especially these high level professionals, you know, who have, you know, for a long time probably just felt like, you know, I've made it. You know, I've made it, you know, I mean, sometimes it's like you kind of forget what other people are going through um, that are not in the position, the social status, the financial status that that you're in until a cop pulls you over and they do not care that you're a doctor, that you're a lawyer, that you're um, uh, uh, Eric Holder. They don't care, you know, and I think that right there is, is a driving force. Not to mention that living in the United States is very stressful um, and people want peace. People are at this place, usually the people that connect with us are nearing retirement, um, if not, you know, at retirement and they want peace. They, they want to live their lives in a peaceful environment. And um, so leaving the country uh, uh, for some and for many of us, that, that's what that entails. You know, that's the beginning of getting the peace is living the leaving the country. Um, as far as living in Panama financially, it's the same currency, dollar for dollar. The thing is, is that you get a lot more for your money compared to some places in the United States. But what people need to be clear on is that it is not cheap to live in Panama. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, you can live a lot less expensive in other areas in Central and South America. Um, Panama is, uh, infrastructure is out of this world. Um, Panama is very progressive. 
Um, their business models are very similar to um, U.S. business models, which makes it very attractive. Um, people come here and whether they know it, they find out when they get here, like myself, that, you know, I mean, I've been invited into meetings by owners of hospitals and you find yourself in these places and, and receiving these opportunities just based on what you're doing and what you're bringing to the table, regardless of the fact that you're black, regardless of the fact that I, you know, that you have locks. You know, and regardless of the fact that you represent a company called Black Expats in Panama, they don't care. What they see is operation and collab uh, opportunity and collaboration. And so people that have some coins, you know, that come here live an amazing life. You can live an amazing life um, no matter where you are financially in the States. If you come here to Panama, you can almost guarantee that you're going to be able to add some luxuries to your life that you weren't able to afford, even with a good salary in the United States. So it's it's very attractive. The the modern um, infrastructure, the amazing, you know, condos and beachfront. You know, Panama happens to be in this really unique position where we don't get hurricanes. You know, so you literally have you know condos like right on the beach. I mean, people are literally right on the beach. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, uh, dry docking or, you know, putting their boats in special places, you know, for hurricane season. So, you know, that that's a benefit. You have so many options. You know, Panama has cool regions. Panama have regions that don't rain as much. You got the hot, hot. You got the white sand beaches. You got black sand beaches. I mean, you got untouched islands, you know, several of them. You have like virgin islands out here. You have water that is just like bath water warm. Don't get me started. I love me some Panama. I mean, there are just you've already sold. You you are selling this thing so well. I I mean, I I feel like I'm in the front. I got a front row seat to every all things Panama. I feel like I'm like man because I, I I'm picturing these like high rise like cool condos I've seen just you know and whatnot. So that that's cool. No, that's we great. haven't even shown you. There's this one that we just started showing. It's this. It's this building here in in Panama that's based on sports. It is a building that you know, and this is the difference too. Sometimes with other countries, they don't. They don't like are not governed by the same strict like disability laws. You know, for accessibility and stuff like that. They do have it, but they have. It's not as strict as the U.S. This particular building, it's a, it's a high rise, brand new building, absolutely phenomenal. You could not live there with um, physical disabilities. Everything is a physical challenge. The building is set up. I mean, there's racetracks on the ceiling. I mean, racetracks on the roof and there's rock climbing, you know, places. And, and once you get to this one high level, the only way to get up to the top is the steps and it's I mean, it is it is incredible. I've never seen a building like it. So there's a lot of different type stuff here, and you can live as high on the hog as you want, and and then live as simple and basic as you want too. But it's a lot, a lot of stuff that appeals to so many people on so many different levels. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I know you mentioned you know you're a serial entrepreneur. What else? Have you, what other kind of companies have you built or worked in that, um, you know, have like contributed to your success with what you do now? 
Well, um, I worked for attorneys like pretty much all my life. Um, and I, you know, I mean, as hard as that can be at times, I, 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 I so appreciate that part of my life because that um, teaching of attention to detail, you know, looking for, um, looking, looking for red flags, you know, knowing that you need things in writing, you know, I'm just not the kind of person we gonna have a conversation and that's going to be it. We're going to have to have, you know, so being able to set up those kind of systems and forms and presentation, you know, working for attorneys taught me presentation when your clients come in, you know, how the water is set up and everything like that. So I always tell people, bring whatever you bring to what you're doing. And so that's a big part of my success is that I am an administrative, you know, professional. I, I, I know that you can't make a lot of mistakes, you know, and so I proof everything and just natural things like that. Um, one of the, the most successful, I had an, a company called uh, Alexis Administrative Services um, way back in the early 2000s. And I learned from that company that I created that company to serve um, small business people who were really good at what they did and very terrible at the administrative part. I would sit in, I worked for partners most of my career, and I would sit and I'd watch people send in presentations and they would be so poor that I, I wouldn't even share them. You know what I mean? And so some people I would call them and say, listen, you got a really good idea and concept here, but I can't in good faith give this to my manager. You know, you need to polish it up. You need to present it a little bit better. And so I thought about a business where I could help them. Unfortunately, that business was created around the same time that Microsoft Office kicked in. And whereas you may not be able to do the best, Microsoft Office made, made you be able to get through a lot of stuff as a small business person. As a small business person, if you can save the money from hiring somebody to do what you do. So um, that was one of the things I learned about that. But what I did learn from that business is I started doing loan processing. And when I started doing loan processing, what I quickly learned was that mortgage loan processing was that I'm making $500 and the, and the loan officer is making $5,000. Oh, <laughs> so then I went into, I recreated myself again and I became a mortgage broker. And so I was a mortgage broker for a few years until, um, until it busted. And then I had to go back downtown, um, back to the law office. Um, but when, when we decided that we were going to move to Panama, um, I decided that I needed to do, figure out something that I need to figure out something that didn't require Spanish and didn't require, I couldn't do the admin stuff that I did, you know, um, in the States because of the language barrier. And, um, and, you know, just quite frankly, the Holy Spirit gave me, you know, system eyes. And even though I had never done hair at all, I, I said, you know what, they're not ready now, but by the time I'm getting ready to go, you know, Panamanians may be ready for the more natural. Um, and, you know, because of what a whole lot going on back when I started this. Um, in 2012, I started the, um, doing sister locks and I said, I learned how to do sister locks and then moved that business, um, to Panama when we left for approximately, I was thinking 2017 to 2018, that business, I retired from corporate America doing sister locks in five years, part-time and never looked back. My last day at corporate was January 5th, 2017. And um, I have not looked back. I can't imagine ever, you know, doing that again. So I built that business to the point where, I mean, when I got out of the business, but I'm still just kind of in and out of it. I'm doing more mentoring and coaching with it right now. But um, I hadn't taken new clients in three years. 
Um, I literally built the businesses for no less than 10 other consultants in the area. That's how much business I had to give away, you know? And um, so I like that. I like building other, helping other people build their businesses. And so um, I was very proud of that. And then when um, COVID hit and I ended up building uh, Black Expats in Panama, I called the destination company, destination management company that I work with. And I was like, Chris, my Facebook book is, um, page is blowing up. You know, these people, they want to come to Panama. You know, they like want to know, is there Black people there? And they're asking all these questions. And I said, we need a tour. And I said, help me put together a tour that is going to show them Panama. And then, uh, but also it has to have a cultural aspect. Everybody told me not to go to Cologne. Cologne is the most famous day of our trip. It really is. It is the day that people are solidified in their decision about Panama, that Cologne day. So I, I'm really glad and I tell people, you know, all the time, follow your heart. I mean, there are other people that have wisdom, Hamilton, and they have experience and stuff like that. But so much of what I've done, I don't, I don't take a whole lot of credit for it because I pray for uh, wisdom and witty ideas, baby. And that is what God gives me every single morning. I have so many ideas and business plans that I share with other people because it's, it's only one me, you know, but do what's in your heart. You know, don't allow yourself to look at your competition so much, you know, because then you're going to take your focus off of what's in your heart. Your ideas are good you know, and put them out there, see what happens. And people think it's easy, but it's not, especially when you're doing something new because you, you know, you're afraid of rejection and people aren't going to like it. People aren't going to come. Just do it anyway. Do it anyway. I'm a stand-up comedian, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, professional, you know, paid stand-up comedian. And I bring that to it too, you know, so everything that you have, bring it. Bring it, see where it fits in the business that you're doing. And I think that's what makes it genuine. That's what makes it authentic and like it or not, authentic. Authenticity is the new sexy because people understand fake. Okay, the internet has shown us a whole lot of fake and people start to discern that after a while. So when they see authenticity, they're gonna follow you regardless. They're going to follow you because they believe what you're saying. They believe that you're not just saying it to make them feel good. And, and they pick up on that authenticity. So authenticity is the new sexy and peace is the new prosperity. And that's what I'm giving. Peace and authenticity. No, that's that's great. what we're offering. Mm -hmm. And are you, do you uh, have any like resources like, like any good books or anything like that that's like had a big impact on you that you would recommend? Oh boy. Um, to tell you the truth, I actually own a book club, Black Girls Thinking Grow Rich, shameless plug. We do that too, me and another sister. Love we it. have a book club that's four years old. We do not read fiction. So we read a lot of like, you know, we read autobiographies, you know, self-help and different things like that, um, financial books and everything. Honestly, besides those um, books, I don't get a lot of reading in. Um, nowadays, I got to listen to everything on Audible because I'm so distracted otherwise. But I'm going to tell you the piece of advice that I learned, you know, recently it wasn't my favorite book, but the couple of nuggets that I got out of Mel Robbins' five-second rule. 
um, have changed my life. <laughs> you know, it's this simple concept of five, four, three, two, one. That's it. When it's something you got to do, just do it. Don't your mind will talk you out of it and give you a hundred reasons and excuses why you do not need to get out of bed to exercise that you can do it the next day. But when, you know, you do things on the premise of five, four, three, two, one, that's what that that's what's helped me. So I think Mel Robbins book, you know, has helped me quite a bit um, lately. And, you know, as far as reading about it, it's kind of weird because I don't I really don't I don't have a lot of time. I'm always doing which I need to get to that point where I can replenish. And you know what I mean? Continue to to add to my knowledge, but I'm always learning um, new stuff on the job. And I do not follow my competitors. Yeah, that's real good. I that's, don't. That's good I stuff. do not follow my competitors. And I think that's what helps me to stay authentic. And people have given me their opinions about oh, this other tour company that's been around for so long, you know, this is how she does it. But that's that's how she does it. And that's that's good for her. But that's not what I'm doing. And what people, they always want to make something fit into a box or whatever. And we're, we're just not that, you know, Black people, we, we, we're very, we're, we have a lot of levels to us, you know, and we're a lot more complex than some people think. And when it comes to this whole black sit relocation thing, it's not the first time that black people have upped and made a move. Don't get me wrong. It's not the first time that we've done that. You know, one of the migration from the South to the North was like one of the biggest. And then there are, you know, a segment, a small segment of black people who have left the country, particularly entertainers, um, you know, uh, historically. But as far as us making this move on a large scale, like show enough, show enough, Blacks, we leaving? It's new. So whereas other people from different ethnic backgrounds have been doing this, their great grandparents did it, their grandparents did it, their parents did it. They they were taken to Panama for the summer, stayed at their grandparents' summer home in in, in Panama or whatever countries. This is not new to them. So when they come on a relocation tour, it's a different experience. Those people come with a knowledge and a comfort about what they're doing. We're pioneers. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams. The people that come on my tours are like first generation in Finnaby international dwellers. You know, so we're not coming and so quickly like, okay, yeah, bam, I'm going, I'm gonna throw this three hundred thousand down on this right now. We gotta take a little bit more time. We gotta, you know, really digest it. You know, we gotta talk it over with people. You know, we gotta do a little bit more research. We gotta make sure that we just not de dealing with an emotional thing. You know, we just gotta make sure that we're not trying to hurry up and get out of the United States too fast. And it's all these different things. So. What we're finding is basically we've been doing these tours for a year. We just celebrated our one year anniversary. We do them every month. Congratulations. About. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and people, as they go, so people from last year, you know, from the first year are like coming back. They're ready to buy. Whereas with other groups, they come ready to buy. So it's it's catching up. And again, I think it's one of the, one of the gifts that I have, I can wait for that. And for them coming and buying, of course, we have relationships with real, you know, major real estate companies in the 
in, in, in the region and everything. And I, I stand to profit, you know, when my guests buy things, but it's not my priority. It is not my priority. I don't care if you don't buy nothing. What I want you to do is come here and experience Panama in the way that I experienced Panama, in a way that it took me more than 10 years to know Panama. I was coming to Panama for years to find out the things that I let people know on the first day that they're here. And that is that is my passion. I can't follow the money. It's it's not it's just not that kind of thing. I mean, it's like I don't, you know, I try not to work for free. <laughs> um, but it's not about it, it's just cannot be all about the money. You know, and I talk about that all the time too and I think that's what um sets me apart. I'm not I'm I'm not chasing, I'm not pressing for nobody's money. Period. Um, and I think it shows. I think it shows. I am very conscious of our pricing, you know, for what we're given. And believe me, we are giving it up. You see people talk about our tours and they're life changing. But nevertheless, I don't want a certain segment of our community to feel like this tour is not for them. And I did the same thing with Sister Locks. I was a brand ambassador for that company. You know, I could charge what I wanted to. And people say, you're not charging enough. I was giving more than everybody and charging less than most people. I said, but this is my business. And when you have a mission in your business, then you know what to charge. You don't let other people tell you. You don't let other people tell you how to run your business. And and, and the same people that was telling me, girl, you're not charging enough. Well, I'm putting money in, in your pocket and food in your mouth. So don't worry about me. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm into relationships. For sure. What do you say your goals are for the future, for the company? Um, I'm waiting for Oprah to call. Okay, so Oprah, <laughs> call me. I want to talk. Um, I think that the sky is the limit for the company, um, really. I think that we're, we're positioned um, in a good place. There are people now that are starting to, you know, try to, to try to do what we do, uh, what we do. And, I, I, you know, that's fine. It's wonderful when people, you know, em try to emulate what you're doing, but I'm going to other things. And so as far as the company, we moved on to a financial platform uh, where we are trying to position ourselves away from Facebook as much. We don't want to be, we've grown this group from, by the way, uh, our face, our Facebook group. We get hundreds of group, uh, requests to be in the group every week. We probably deny no less than two hundred a month. You know, we are very particular about you know who's who's in the group. We vet people and everything like that. But our group is, I think, we're up to uh, fifty eight hundred. From two hundred and in May of twenty twenty, George Floyd Day to now, it took us a year to get to two hundred. But between 2020 and 2022, we're at 5,800. Um, and, and so we're, we're growing the group. We're moving on to a financial platform where we have paid memberships, um, where we offer services and VIP. Like um, I just um, gave um, 10 Ocean View rooms to some of our biggest supporters and our, um, it's called the Beat Community Platform, BCP. Uh, our BCP VIP members, um, 10, I gave them um, five days at the Playa Bonita All-Inclusive Resort at the Westin. Um, and they attended the Scale It Up Summit 
um, that was here in, in Panama. And just, you know, those are the kind of benefits that we're doing. So we're, we're going to definitely use that platform. It has ability for people to create groups. We have a business uh, marketplace there. We have classifieds. You know, we have blog sections. We have legal sections. Um, you can buy and sell on there. You can, you know, your business, there's a, a marketplace for, you know, shopping bags and things. So people that will come in and just want to plop their business into our group that we've built so hard to, we worked so hard to build, you know, are basically we're giving you a fair and equitable chance to market your business to our network. Um, and then we're also embracing all the people who are not on social media. We have so much of a following that is not, does not want to be bothered with social media at all. So we're able to do that. The other thing that we're doing um, is we're scaling uh, worldwide. So, you know, this is the, th this was our template. Um, Panama was, was our template. And what we're doing is we're reaching into other countries um, like Mexico, like Colombia, and creating, recreating the same environment that will allow people to come in and learn about the Palenque women, you know what I mean, and uh, Colombia and the Black history of Colombia, while also learning about the benefits and, um, and realities of living in places like uh, Colombia, Costa Rica, Mexico. Yeah, that's so that, that are some of the things that, that we're doing. I mean, I can see us, you know, um, partnering with, um, you know, airlines at some point. We only in, in, in this a year um, and just expanding by, you know, giving people more autonomy. I think that's the word um, to do things for us, like other for people to manage groups. Like we have the LGBTQ um, group. We have um, Black expats in Panama with kids. We got HBCU in Panama. We got, you know, single and satisfied in Panama. We got, you know, cigar enthusiasts in Panama, crypto in Panama. So we're allowing people that really want to grow those groups to manage those groups and promote themselves in, at the same time. No, thank you so much for that, Charlotte. This is uh, you know, a lot of gems. Uh, where can everyone find, where can we follow or find uh, more information about, you know, what you've got going on? Where can they sign up? Okay. Um, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I want to have you on my show. Um, I guess the other thing about Blackson Radio show hosts, uh, blacksitradio.com. Uh, I have a show that airs every Sunday at 2 p.m. Costa Rica time. And it's about the Black expat journey and experience. Um, you can find us at Black Expats in Panama everywhere. Our website is blackexpatsinpanama.net. And then from there, um, you can click on join the community now and it'll take you to our new platform. Um, that's actually blackexpatspanama.com, but you'll get to see everything and, you know, just find us anywhere. Um, and I'm, I'm still, you know, available to talk. I have, um, you know, people can set up, um, uh, consultations, uh, with me. I have free, um, 15 minute consultations and, um, I'm just always available, uh, when I can to answer questions, questions. This is great. Thank you again for doing this. Signing out. Thank you.